we have quite a big aim to to be honest like we went, we aim to be the revolut of the crypto world or the cardano space for folks in europe revolut is a digital bank and they have a huge market cap here welcome to the cardano source podcast I'm your host, Blaine Edwards, and on this weekly podcast, I catch up with a range of Cardano innovators, thought leaders, and changemakers who are using Cardano to make an impact within the world of cryptocurrency and beyond. As Charles Hoskinson puts it, we are Cardano, and if you permit us, we'd like to change the world. If that sounds like you, then make sure to subscribe, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards, and today we're joined by Francis, co-founder of B58 Finance, a DeFi multi-feature wallet built on top of the one and only Cardano blockchain. So, Francis, brother, cheers for coming on the show. Hi, Blaine. Thank you for having me here, and welcome to B58. Yeah, it's good to have you here, bro. Um, To start us off, could you please tell the podcast a little bit about who you are and also a bit about how you got in, involved with the world of cryptocurrency. Sure. I'm Francis, um, one of the co-founders of B5GH. Um, I'm, my background is a software engineer. I have experience working with enterprise software development and lately working with cybersecurity stuff. And then that's that's myself like my background is and um what about with uh kind of blockchain when did you first kind of get exposed to that sort of world yeah sure that's an interesting point too (laughs) because i got early 2017 um when around bitcoin when bitcoin started getting news and and then the block the whole blockchain technology started booming up that year and then I started looking around to see user, case, user cases of blockchain in general and Bitcoin in, as itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was mostly, and, and then I did a little break in terms of looking at blockchain crypto it's, itself. But also, um, I, I keep my eye on the development of the other blockchains like Ethereum and Polkadot now and then Cardano later this year. So... Cardano itself, like I started looking at Cardano as an investor and then I fell in love with the platform and the community. <laughs> and then I said, no, we're going to build something here. So Okay, so you first stumbled upon Cardano from a, an investor point of view and then you fell in love with the protocol. Yeah. Um, I think later on, I'd love to dive into the, the things that you fell in love with. But before we get to that point, can we at a high level first and we can break it down what is B58 Finance? Sure. B58 Finance, it's a decentralized platform that has a wallet in its core. So the wallet will be the entry point for the end user to the features that we are developing. But first, we have to develop the wallet. So then that's what we are calling B58 Finance as a platform that we're going to provide some features. And we have quite a big aim, to, to be honest. Like we, went, we aim to be the revolute of the crypto world or the Cardano space. For folks in Europe, Revolut is a digital bank and they have a huge market cap here. So then the, the user experience they provide to, to us is, is pretty impressive. So that's what we 
you want to bring to the Cardano Express. Okay, so can you explain a bit about what those features are, and well, um, or, or maybe let's let's start with the problem. So, what problems are you trying to solve with this, and then we can um, explore some of the features that you'll be uh, trying to implement as part of that solution. But yeah, starting with the problem, what problem are you solving first? Yeah, the problems that we are trying to solve is basically the user journey, journey into the crypto space. Um, if you look, most of the uh, solutions or uh, applications developed today, they are um, developed with crypto user in mind. They are developing trading features. They are developing uh, investment and pools and something that you can earn more. Okay, it's fine. It, it is part of the crypto world. Uh, but like, if you step back a little bit and look at the, the user journey for a non-crypto user, it's pretty tough. It's not straightforward. Like user has to know a wallet X to access the site Y. So then connect both together. They have to send their crypto token to a wallet and then send it to the other website. So the integration is not as smooth. It's not as integrated. That I mean, for us crypto users, we can deal with that because we know how it works. But like for someone that's just getting uh, into the space, they don't have. They have no clue how to do it. So that's our aim. That's the interesting part as well. Why we we decide to have a wallet? We yeah. could start just developing DApps, you know, ourselves as a DApps and connect to Yoroi, connect to the other wallets around. So then, but the integration was missing in the in the in that space. So okay, so the the focus is trying to solve that kind of user experience. Uh, problem that user journey problem but especially from like a non-crypto point of view so if i yeah because it is true if like if you are involved in the space and you're using some sort of dap or a wallet and you've been involved in the space for a while like like it is not simple but like you can you can know how to use a product just after like a little bit of experience using it but if you if I was to give, um, tell my mom to, you know, um, hop on pancake and then stake a pancake <laughs> and earn a yield, exactly. like she would not know how to do that. And like, if she goes on to pancake, like if she's, if she's like, okay, I heard him say pancake, I'm going to go on to pancake and it's like connect a wallet. Like, what does yeah. that mean? So, what is that? Yeah. So it's interesting where you said that you wanted to focus on the wallet as being key to kind of um, unlocking a lot of that or optimizing yeah. a lot yeah. of that user experience. Can you maybe um, expand more on why focusing on a wallet is better than focusing on kind of just purely a dApp in terms mm -hmm. of really optimizing that user journey experience? Definitely, yeah. So first of all, our idea is to have kind of non-crypto user focus first, let's say. And then like everything that would be, the user we use, we use through the, uh, the wallet. And like, if it, you want to stake, you will just, uh, you can put like out the stake. And then we will stake it at some stake pool. You don't have to select it. But let's say we are, we have to attend the, to support the crypto users as well. So there is an advanced feature then. They can click there, advanced, then select your stake pool, whatever you like, whatever, whichever one you support, and then go for it. So, and the other features as um, yield farm or huge stake pools that or that will come later, and then all the features will be accessed from the wallet itself. So 
everything will be just uh, think it as uh, your mobile um, mobile bank. Like you don't go to other website to get uh, finance or to put to, to put your account in a savings. So you don't have to if you put your money in the savings account, you don't have to select anything. So you just transfer your money to that mm -hmm. and that's it. So that's we want to simplify the whole process. I know that there is some um, some work being done around that, but I truly believe that no one was looking at the problem with this view of the no user. I mean, I, I'm saying to myself that I haven't spoken with yeah, yeah, anyone, yeah. but like um, most of the projects that we saw that being developed today um, is crypto focus, I'd say. Mm -hmm. So that's the main difference. And like working only with the depths, you have to, like my depth could be perfectly well built and user-friendly, but I have the first impact that the user has to connect the wallet there. And they has mm -hmm. to know what to do with this. So when the when you transfer your tokens to, from the wallet to my web, my service, my debt, so the money is not in the wallet anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you forget, like as as we just spoke, like if you were used to the the, the, the ecosystem, you know how it works. But like if you tell to your mom or to our mom just to do that, like the next day she will forget that she put her tokens in the pancake mm. or mm. whatever, whatever. Yeah. So, so our platform it was and we actually we we have a internal joke here like i said that our project will succeed if I, my mom can use it that's true <laughs> like <laughs> i think that's a good starting point i mean it's yeah. uh it's one of those things where it's so easy to the user base at the moment in crypto is obviously crypto users um yeah. Yeah. so it's when designing products, it's kind of very easy to design them for that particular target audience. But if we're looking to expand the target, like the user base, uh, and the vast majority of people on this planet aren't crypto users, so how do we address yeah. that particular market? And um, even within crypto, it can be super confusing. Like it's, it's it not is. like yeah. it's, it's not like it's a seamless transition from you know using products within CFI and then kind of coming to DeFi and it being like like a match yeah. match quite thing. There is new terminology. There's um, yeah. a completely different experience. Uh, so it isn't it like is. a seamless transition. Um, I'd love to know perhaps the the inspiration behind the product. So you said you started as yeah. an investor, then you fell in love with the protocol. Uh, is is this purely from like a business point of view? You're just wanting to kind of really see you see this as a business opportunity for B fifty eight finance. Like what what was the inspiration behind the behind B fifty eight finance? Yeah, when we saw this question coming up, we love it because we'd love to discuss about. Um, how we start properly. And to be honest, the community inspired us. The mission-driven pools mm -hmm. were the first thing that we thought about. I will explain why. Yeah. Um, if you look at the, the mission-driven uh, pools, they donate, they support some cows, right? So, and in their website, they, they do the transparency in their way. So they print your, they receive, they they send a message, they mail, whatever they put in the website to, to show the transparency. 
like, okay, every epoch, every month, I'm contributing to, I'm supporting this cause or a disparate here and there. So then we thought, well, there is, there is already the support of metadata in the blockchain. So, and there is no solution to that could help those guys to be more transparent into to, to their users or to the community itself, you know? And then we thought um, that's the, we call mission transparency. It's one of the, it's on our website show and in, in our white paper. Mm-hmm. And so the, the feature is basically we are gonna have a profile that the user can be public or private, right? And we also gonna integrate with Atala Prism that is coming up. Uh, we know that uh, soon this year, we're gonna have the SDK to, to be working and doing some integrations. Um, and then after that, like we, we kinda gonna work in both ways. Like the user can just register the metadata and then we're gonna have a transparency explorer you know, where you can query the someone like, oh, we thought the feature, um, like it, the, the stake pool uh, inspired us to do the feature, but like any user that do donations and we aim to, to be partnered with those uh, the NGOs. So then mm-hmm. can do the, the whole thing like more transparently and have their, those, their profiles approved in a platform, those kind of things and then put it together as a metadata and then show to the user in a user-friendly manner. So that, that was the, basically the idea and how the, the, the talk starts. Like, okay, so you're inspired by mission-driven pools. Um, it, like mission-driven pool, I love that you said mission-driven pools because that's uh, an area that I'm particularly interested in with Cardano is these uh, the users and the developers in the space that are, uh, you know, they are driven by things that are outside of just money alone. Like obviously money is super important, but and there is like this other factor to it. So I just wanted to quickly say that I love the, the mission-driven pools, but um, the a particular part that you're interested in was the that transparency aspect. So when they kind of donate X amount to a particular organization, uh, there is transparency within the metadata. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. So we're going to create the record in the blockchain. Yeah. And then create it. The, the, it's more transparent and have a place to, like, you can, of course, query the, the metadata in any explorer, mm-hmm. even in the Cardano one, but, like, it would like to show it, like, we ha- have our own uh, transparency explorer. Okay. To show like this party donate to that party, so those kind of things, you know, like the amount of it. Because actually, we did we did some research, and then if you look like for example the the WWF one, like their transparency reports um are made once a year, so during the year you can't really track anything, you know. Okay. So our idea was more this, uh, this Explorer will be kind of a real time uh, update from like how much that party or this NGO received from donations or those kind of things. Uh, okay, so this is the, that's the idea. 
And this particular feature, this is related to kind of donations, right? Or, yeah. or is, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're going to have some sort of explorer function on your website where you could search particular queries about a donation. So how would that explorer um, function differently to uh, just a normal Cardano explorer? Like, could you? I would say that just the, the user experience. Okay. And the, the way like we have the, the we know the, the, met, the metadata, so I can, we can do some maths and sum up the, the amount of the data that that uh, particular NGO received from X, uh, let, let's say stake, mission-driven stake pools, uh, because mm -hmm. like it, this was part of our idea because like he, we definitely want to bring, this is like he, we feel, we feel that this is something that we are giving back to the community. You know, yeah. like it, there is no, we won't charge anything like it. Whatever you pay will be from the fees from the, the network itself. So that's our, um, what we are giving back to the, the community and yeah. to be our user. Mm. I like that. The, um, the, cause I'm involved in a lot of uh, like environmental kind of initiatives outside of this. And mm -hmm. one thing that one issue that I see in, in this in that particular space is an issue with donations and the lack of transparency around where that money is going. So it's interesting yeah. that you're working on a, a solution for this, like they're setting up the kind of foundation for foundations for a solution yeah. to this because it is actually a real world, um, yeah. Like it, it is, is a genuine problem when it is a problem, yeah. Yeah, and like it creates he, a lot of friction as well. Like some person may be really interested in a cause, they may want to do donate money, but there is it isn't necessarily black and black and white where that money is going to go, and because of that, they may not put that money in. So it's mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You are not really sure if, like, we know some the the big ones, right? They they do their their transparency report every year. So, but mm -hmm. I feel that we should be able to follow the the transparency the whole year. You know, <laughs> I know that's a lot of work, but just uh, in case, uh, if you have we some... have the tech for it, so it's not like <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe a few years ago, like you could say that, but nowadays we have the tech for it and. Yeah, like we, people people want to know kind of where that money is going and how it's being used. And um, it's, it'll be good for everyone. If, if people that are doing good can offer that as a service, then more people mm -hmm. will be willing to donate. And then... Yeah, that that's the, the idea. one of the... Yeah. Yeah, that's our idea too. Okay. And you mentioned... Um, so you're you're trying to be like the, the crypto version of that bank that you mentioned in uh in, yeah. in europe uh could you maybe break down how you're trying to do that and the features that you're going to be providing on b58 finance sure yes. uh, let's let's break this um this down the features that we are going to provide of course we're going to uh, pass through the borrowing lending part where users can uh borrow their their ADA or native token, the tokens that will be available in the, the platform and get something as a collateral. That's the, the regular approach. Mm. But we also have something that we are kind of proud of and excited about. But we see, it's kind of a challenge that we, we 
we create to ourselves is to build this social engine itself. Because this, uh, we even build the, the social proof uh, um, algorithm that, and that will calculate depending on the amount of the money that the, some business is requesting. Um, we show them how many people um, he needs to invite first to support their project to then have a public round. Let's say, let's, let's just, can, can we just talk a little bit more about this? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so let's just uh, uh, describe a little bit better. The social engine is focused on micro business, uh, small business. And it's probably one of the most heard thing. Um, if you guys watch the, of course, everyone can watch Charles. Uh, and then he likes to give, give a donations to, or, or loans, sorry, give a loans um, to some uh, projects on the platform. So, and then we, we thought, why? Oh, well, that, that's probably one of the features that we could have. And it is challenging because uh, we studied a few use cases and to try to make it um, fair and less risky because it's too risky, of course, uh, because the social engine is something that we are gonna support a project. Like we're gonna have someone that creates the, their profile, their business profile there describe the project, why they need it, and create some, uh, try to, to ask for some uh, references. And then upon the profile created, and then let's say, let's talk about, let's say that, that our limit will be like $1,000, okay? Uh, we just provide maximum $1,000. So, and then someone came and then asked for $500, okay? So from, for, for me to get this 500, I, we are gonna do a calculation, which we, we are calling as our proof, uh, social proof. And then from um, a percentage of this 500, uh, they need, let's say uh, we need 50% of it and then uh, he needs to invite um, five people, five, five supporters at the private round to support his project, which means support his finance, his project with the first 50%. So someone from his friends and family. And then after that, we open a round for the public to support the project as well. So then, mm -hmm. so you said like we have two steps. We have the private one and the public round. So in that sense, we are trying to make it um, fair and reduce the risk because like there is no collateral on it. And we are um, like it, it is what is in, the, in their profiles, you know? So, and then with that in mind, like for if you are supporting one project in the platform, you, you just can have one until you receive your money back or your 
investment back. So that's the idea to minimize, let's say, if you are investing $50 or $25 in some project, so you cannot support other until you get back your, your money just to reduce the risk and then the, the amount of people that, of course, risks can happen with this kind of, of stuff. So, and there is another approach as well, which is part of what Kivas do, they rely on local partners to do this because like we are talking about remote areas and probably people that don't even have access to internet. So then you have to trust on third parties to do the work for you. So then we probably going to start with that when we start. And then later on, we can open to more people create their profiles and do the whole flow. So that's kind of the, the macro idea we have. Okay. And that particular idea is the, the social lending. Yeah. Which is backed by the social, the social proof. Um, so you, one interesting thing that came to mind was the fact that you didn't need collateral, um, which normally is associated with kind of borrow lending, type platform so just to clarify that particular part so uh someone that takes out say like a 50 dollar loan like a 50 mm-hmm. like a well i was going to say micro loan but that's not micro in a lot of parts of the world uh, yeah in, they, in some sense it is yeah yeah so they take out a 50 dollar loan they don't need to kind of have collateral for that and that yeah, so how do they get that 50? Like, how does that um, no collateral thing work again? So can you just quickly explain that? So Yeah. yeah. So the idea is to, like, uh, there is no collateral from the who, who is asking for. But, like, yeah. you, are, you are offering your token to support their, the project. Gotcha. And yeah. then what incentive so then, like, is there for You are providing the, liquid, uh, the liquidity part of it. Gotcha. And then that person that is, I guess, providing that liquidity, do they get um, some sort of yield from that? Like, is there an incentive yeah. for them to do that? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there okay. is. Okay. Yeah. So right. we, we don't have any uh, calculations on top of it, but there is a, uh, a yield uh, of it, for sure. Okay. All right. That's what and of course, idea. like to differentiate, uh, sorry, and, and just to to. To close the thought, like different, as I said, like the borrowing lend part is the regular one that crypto users already used to, like collateral and everything else. And then the social engine, it's another uh, piece of work and hmm. it's completely different. But Yeah. Well, I think particularly when it comes to kind of um, micro loans, uh, uh, like a big use case for that is, um, I imagine like, uh well there's a use case around the world but let's say if someone mm-hmm. wants quickly needs a loan for some some reason and they they don't have any collateral for you know maybe reasons that are outside of their like external kind of forces that have kind of put them in that position this mm-hmm. is, becomes a really powerful idea because um yeah because that that lack of collateral but then you've got some sort of social proofing algorithm which helps because obviously um, there could be some maybe risks associated with 
people just taking advantage of that maybe. Yeah. So yeah. that yeah. would that so, social proof uh, algorithm and that whole setup, would that be eventually tied into uh, a Tyler prism in some way? Like what's, how would you link all this back to a Tyler prism? Because I feel like there yeah, would be. Exactly. That what we are looking for uh, use as the Tyler prism as uh, the identity provider for us. Gotcha. Because like, yeah, you, you have to have some, in, in, the first, the first case is like, we are all, we are going to open first, and probably for a long time, just for business. So you have to prove that you are business at some point mm. or somehow. Yeah, gotcha. You know, like, yeah. The, like, the, we are not going to do the social engines to, the, the main idea of the social engine is to support something, to build something. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah. So that, I think that's the, the main idea behind it. And like, don't, don't really doesn't really make sense to like you and me go there and ask for a social engine. Just, you know, like if, if you're not building anything, like. Gotcha. So it's more business or it's kind of like um to support. So, so, so like a crowdfunding platform to, yeah. to build yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so but, that's slightly yeah. different to what yeah. I was. Okay. So pivoting to the next question then um so there's another like, there are a number of wallets uh currently in the works for cardano being built already in some uh in the works uh what would be some key mm -hmm. differences between what you're doing and what they're doing like what are some kind of points of difference some some ways to differentiate differentiate b58 finance from some of the other wallets out there yeah so in terms of the Let's just start from, from the baseline. Let's say in terms of the wallet itself, we are following the standard in the market. We are going to be a light wallet using card, having our own Cardano node, uh, using the Cardano wallet API. So we are following the Cardano standard, uh, they, which we, we are calling the Cardano stack and to build it. And then the our, our wallet will be um, different in, in the sense that we are looking at the user experience um, in a different manner as the other ones are. And we are going to have some built-in features that, that we are we're calling the, the platform, right? You're going to be able to do everything from the wallet. So uh, I integrated view of the, the whole ecosystem, let's say, inside of the wallet that that's the main, the, the biggest difference that we have. And we, to be honest with you, like we, we see like the wallet is just the core piece of our platform. So we are going to give more focus later on in the other features, but like the wallet is the biggest piece of work we have to do so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine there's quite a bit of work to do uh, in that alone. So yeah. you've got a lot, lot of work. Um, involved yeah. with, with you and the rest of your team um you mentioned at the very beginning you, you came across cardano first as an investor then you fell in love with the protocol can we maybe go down that rabbit hole and talk about why you fell yeah. in love with the protocol and, and ultimately why you decided to build this DeFi product on cardano mm -hmm. yeah so 
the what we follow of the community it's like how the guys are here to support and like build stuff on top of the platform like it's the vision that we uh, of course the vision that we get from charles and from the whole uh, cardano foundation and the, how they the branch, let's say, the blockchain. It, it like it is a blockchain to build stuff on top of it, like it builds mm-hmm. defined solutions and and then social solutions that it can build. So it's like it, I agree with him when he says that Cardano it's the financial operation system, you know, behind the scenes, and the the way we see that, like it, it, at some point. Oh, we see that the, the product running on top of it. We just run like you don't, sometimes you won't even know that it's Cardano on, underneath. But like, not saying that it's good or bad, but like the user should have the best experience and then like just use the products and that, that are there. But um, yeah, so the, the vision of uh, what they are doing uh, in Africa, the vision for 2025, um, this uh, this whole view of the, the the platform and the future of the the blockchain, that's what brought us to, to the Cardano itself. Like, there of course, um, the maturity level, the specification, and how they are building it. Like, and uh, it's another level of um, of blockchain, so uh, that's why. That's that's what. Yeah, that's <laughs> why we decide to go for. It. Yeah, like it. Yeah. In terms of technology, you know, like it. it this is my personal view. Like yeah. there's nothing related to it, but like it, my personal view is Cardano is the Bitcoin if it was evolved. You know, like. If it was, uh, it had some development behind the scenes since it has started, like it could get up to the point that Cardano is today. But of course, like they, Charles, thank you, thanks Charles that they decided to do that for us. <laughs> like, and now we have Cardano. So, in terms of technology, using the UH, which Excel model and the script, the smart contract, and the whole thing. And mm. uh, it's pretty. Yeah. Cool. Well, there's there's a lot to be excited about, which is why I like asking people why they built on Cardano because there's kind of a number of facets to it, and someone might be really really interested in kind of science, and and Cardano takes a very kind of science based approach, so mm-hmm. maybe that drew them in. Um, one could be you know the the fact of wanting to change the world, and because Charles is very good at kind of sharing that vision with everyone, and that draws in a certain type of person. So it, there's like these new kind of uh, pillars to Cardano that uh, Charles is, again, really good at communicating these things. And yeah. I think yeah. that's, um, yeah. we're quite fortunate. Well, Cardano is quite fortunate that the the kind of the, the founder of this whole thing is good at communicating these ideas uh, in a way that is like storified. Well, that's not even a word, yeah. but like he's, He's, he shares his vision in the story and um, because yeah. of that, it's quite He's digestible. He's a really good storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Storified. Yeah. That's not yeah. the word. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah he, he's really good at telling a story and 
it's fortunate that these stories are actually um, stories that can change the world in so many different yeah. ways. So like it's, oh, it's super exciting. Okay, yeah. so, so how and just, about- just on, yeah, you go. No, sorry. Yeah, so just on that note, like I had experience working and living in Africa too. So I live in Angola for a year and a half. So I know what he, when he's talking about Africa, I know what they're talking about. Mm. So that's why like it, I, I kind of match my visions of the future, how, how you could work with his mm. vision. So, mm. so and obviously the, the focus, like a, a big focus with Cardano at the moment is uh, a lot of it is in Africa because there's a lot of um, value to be provided there. But the reality mm-hmm. is there is so many parts of the world that could um, really, of course. well, the whole world. <laughs> yeah, the whole but, world um, would benefit. Grow Africa, yeah. grow Cardano, but there's, there's so many places that, that really need Cardano at the moment, but this is only st- step one pretty much. And there's plenty of work to do. We have to start somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. the idea is that we just kind of slowly build up momentum and, and what's, what's the tagline Cast- cascading uh, disruption, I think is their mm-hmm. tagline on yeah. Twitter. So that's, I guess, what yeah. that's what Cascade they're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so can we talk about the roadmap? So uh, we'll discuss, you know, some of the features of uh, B58 Finance, but what does the roadmap look like um, maybe for the rest of this year and then also moving forward? Yeah, uh, we can we can, we can can do some highlights for, for this year and then um, from next year's, um, we can just uh, pinpoint then. Um, for this year, it, our main work is on top of the wallet itself. Um, we have a big piece of work to do. It's a lot of software to do, to build, and some integrations that we have to do, uh, enabling the, the APIs itself, and and putting the the wallet in the, the the first version of the wallet. We already have our view of how it could be or it should be for us. Or I mean, like to 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 be friendly for a non-crypto user as well. So then uh, we're gonna have our own stake pool as well. And then our mainnet, which will be providing the APIs and the connectivity through the wallet. And because we're gonna develop the extension and the mobile wallet for now. And then uh, we need to have uh, our own mainnet to to support it. Uh, Moving forward, we gonna have oh yes I, I i forgot to note it to note it but like if you saw like in our website we are calling we ha- we got the inspiration from Cardano for sure in terms of calling um our steps our stages in using referencing the pioneers of the computer science right so for us which make complete sense is lovelace it's Ada Lovelace because it's the first thing that we are going to do. We're going to build our Ada wallet. So that's what makes totally sense for us. And then we're going to move forward with marching uh, smart contracts where we're going to build the mission transparency, token issue, boring landing. That's kind of, this is our aim for 2022. But like it's quite aggressive. Uh, it will depend how, how it goes. Like 
the, the, the size of the mission transparency that for us, the first topic is the most important one. So that's what we are gonna focus on. Um, one that we could talk about is issuing tokens. So we, uh, we plan to, to issue our own utility token at some point, but we are not rushing on it. And we're gonna do uh, when we feel that is the right time to do. Like it, it has to have utility that, because our idea is to use the token inside of the, the wallet to do something. So to support some some cause or to pay some fee, whatever we do inside of it, or even using to get used. So uh, we have to have utility of it. So we're not rushing to. I know that it's pretty easy uh, to to launch a new token today, but uh, we are gonna hold to to yep. to have it in the, the right time. So. Yeah, so there will be a, a token and I guess people can follow follow you guys on social media to keep up to date with that. But as yeah. you mentioned before the podcast, you're wanting to do things the right way. And a part of that is doing things, um, not rushing things ultimately. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people could re- create some sort of token now and probably could sell a token now if they really, really yeah. wanted to. And definitely, it's, I'm actually it's surprised that there's not more of that kind of stuff because I know on um, you know, well, maybe maybe we'll see more of it. But yeah, the idea of um, anyone can create a token now, but the idea of really taking your time and being patient and getting things right is super super important. Um, so yeah, it's good to kind of just see that you're really focusing on uh, getting things getting things right and um you know using whatever time is needed in order to do that perhaps we could talk about the the team so who's the team behind this project sure yeah so myself as i have introduced myself yearly um we are three co-founders we have flavio as uh, our backend and he's his co-founder then he's our like backend developer here uh, is the specialist behind the scenes doing the APIs and connecting the, the nodes and everything else. And also we have Gabriel uh, as our mobile specialist that is going to build the, the mobile experience for us. So I think like we have skills that uh, combine each other and have quite a bit of experience uh, behind mm-hmm. to, to develop good, uh, a good product. Yeah, so it seems like um, so the three of you have kind of got an expertise in something that is slightly different from each other, and yeah. um, together that actually works out quite well in terms of building yeah. a product like this. So, and did you guys know yeah. each other before this? Yes, and we knew each other. We have worked before um, in different companies, and then we end up being together in in Ireland. So then we decided to work with that. And I'm quite proud of the team because the guys are pretty smart. So yeah. Cool. Uh, well, good teams <laughs> always uh, critical. Like um, you can have the yeah. best ideas in the world, but if you don't have the team to uh, yeah. put it together, then that's, you know, it's just got to be an idea. 
Um, and uh, it can probably be quite hard to, teams are probably the hardest thing to come by. Uh, well, definitely the hardest thing, thing to come by is getting a good team that can actually execute. So it seems like you guys have a lot of experience. So that's a definitely a positive sign. Um, for those that are listening and, and want to learn more about what you guys are doing and connect, connect with you and support you, uh, how can they do that online? Yeah, so now we have our social channels open. We have the Discord group and have the Twitter and Reddit. We are in a lot of uh, platforms, but like for until the release, we're going to be working more on top of the Twitter and Discord to, to send some messages. And then we're going to start from next week uh, sending our uh, weekly update or in terms of development and, and giving the, the, transparency, the transparency to the community. And yeah, and actually it's a good point to mention too, uh, we are going to be open source, okay? Just uh, because as a, everything in Cardano is kind of pre-hack to being on Cardano, it has to be open source. So um, we'd like to mention that because yeah. we're not stating that clearly anywhere. But. Yeah, so it's open source, which I like. I like there's so many awesome concepts in um, blockchain that I love and in Cardano and open source, the idea of open sourcing everything is just, uh, yeah, it's such a good idea. Well, it's an yeah, idea that benefits, it, yeah. is, has more net good than not being open source. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially because most of the blockchain uh, advantage that we have today were happened being open source. They are joint of other uh, work. So that's why. We, mm. Like we imagine if Bitcoin, like if, if these, like if, if we couldn't like um, fork Bitcoin or anything like that, if, like, yeah. if we couldn't learn from that, like what, where would we be? Would we still be? I don't even want to imagine Someone. where it would be. Like it's, <laughs> no, I don't think it would be Bitcoin anymore. No, no. I just got yeah. like I just got super sad real quick there. <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah, but in the the Bitcoin paper itself, it, they they use uh, a lot of previous work, so that's why we have to be open source mm. to evolve on top of something, right? Mm. So. Yeah, and with what we're doing here, it's and and by we, I, I, I'm including myself in that, even though I'm not even involved actively. But the, as a movement, <laughs> what we're trying to do is like completely change the the operating system of finance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And in in order to do that, there's a lot of problems that we need to solve. And uh, if these ideas aren't open sourced, then it's just got to slow down that transition from our current system to the next system. Yeah, exactly. The open source allows more people to solve the numerous problems that currently exist. So from that angle, it it makes a lot of sense if if the idea is to kind of get to this new, better place as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the the main point of the the open source. So you can can see some idea that was open source. You can fork the project, just look as a reference and build your own or even contribute to it. So that's something that yeah. builds the, the community around it. Mm-hmm. All right. So the, the closing question is, um, 
I'd love to know what excites you the most about the future of Cardano. Yeah, I, myself and the, our whole team, it's looking forward to, to see Alonso on Manage, probably September. I think the whole community is just looking forward to it. Um, we, we did some, we are in the, the Pioneers program, so we did some development on playing around and developing some, 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 some features using Plutus, so, and looks pretty good. Um, and I think like we, what is the most exciting part is because, um, how can I say that the, the way Cardano is being, uh, uh, like the story about Cardano is like a huge utility on top of it, you know? It's not about like, the technology is pretty good. It's scientific based. So it's pretty well built, but like, what do you do? What do you do with that? So who you're going to help with that? I think that's the main, main goal and the main vision of the, the, the whole project. So um, I'm looking forward as everyone else to 2025 and goals of the Cardano because they still have a lot to do and just build more. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please feel free to subscribe. Uh, And also, if you like our content, then make sure to check us out on social media with the handle Cardano Source. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.